I'm more than just a mom. I'm more than just a wife. Like I'm more than just a business owner. I need at the very core of everything. It's me. If I'm not taking care of myself, I can't do anything else. Hey, I'm Erin. I'm a wife, a mom, and a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help motivate and inspire women, moms, and entrepreneurs to bridge the gap between their most audacious dreams and their realities. I'm a firm believer in building a life and a business by design, not by default. Join me and inspiring guests each week to dive into the real, imperfect, and unfiltered realities of navigating business, wellness, and motherhood. This is the Millennial Mom Club. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with us today on the Millennial Mom Club podcast. I am so excited for today's show. We have an amazing guest, and it's actually the first person to ever be interviewed on the Millennial Mom podcast. So this is super exciting. So our guest today, I first became connected through this special guest through social media. And since then, we became real life friends. We've become each other's personal and professional cheerleaders, and most recently, business partners, which we will dive into a little bit more at the end of this episode. Chelsea Greening is a home stager born and raised in the Annapolis Valley in Nova Scotia. She graduated from Acadia University in 2015 and moved to Ontario, which is where she launched her professional career. In Ontario, she was presented with various opportunities, which led to the world of home renovation and design. And she even had the opportunity to work with HGTV. After giving birth to her first child, Chelsea decided to take her education even further and become certified in staging. And then in true mom boss fashion, Chelsea started her very own business in 2020, right before giving birth to her second child. So Chelsea, first off, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to sit with you in this way and chat all about you. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So why don't you just start by maybe telling us a little bit about you? Well, you covered a lot of it. (laughs) Um, So I'm now actually living in Nova Scotia. And yeah, I kind of had to like revamp my business because at first I wanted to do everything in person and then the pandemic hit. (laughs) So doing, you know, staging consultations in people's homes were a bit risky, especially because we were living right outside of Toronto at the time. So COVID was wild and I didn't really want to take the risk of going into people's homes to do staging consultations because, uh, well, when I first started, I was pregnant. (laughs) So I was like, I have a baby at home and I'm pregnant. It's just too much. Like I can't, I can't go into a bunch of strangers' homes and possibly get COVID. It's just, it was too stressful. So I had to kind of revamp everything. So I finally got certified. I was super excited to get started and then realized the pandemic hit like right after I started my business. So it was a bit of a pain. So I had to revamp everything. So what I did was I decided to do it in a way that I can work from home and still be a full-time mom. But at the same time, I can still give everybody the information they need to stage their own property. So the whole point of a staging consultation is that a stager comes in and they kind of give you a short rundown of what needs to be done and what should be changed before your host is ready to hit the market. Well, I realized that not to put my profession down or any other stager down, but it's not rocket science. And really, if you have the right guide, you are able to do this yourself. It's 
it's a lot of work. So let me tell you, the stagers that come in, there's a reason why their prices are what they are. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of labor. It's very intense. It's not just moving a sofa. So the idea that stagers come in and just rearrange your furniture is BS. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a lot of work. And it's also a lot of knowing the little tiny tricks and tips Things that kind of help people's psyches when they walk in your house and they need certain things to hit. It's just, it's very complex, but people always think staging is moving your sofa and that is like the furthest from the freaking truth, let me tell you. And it's also not just decorating because people are like, well, if you're a good decorator, you'd be a good stager. That's also completely incorrect. So staging and decorating are completely separate, but I realized I was like, yes, this is hard, but if people are willing to put in labor then why can't they just do it themselves? So I came up with a DIY staging consultation. So most stagers, and let me say most because it does not apply to everybody, the staging industry is not regulated. So everyone can charge what they want. Their process can all be different. No one is being monitored. So it really comes down to the individual. So what I have decided to do was come up with a DIY staging consultation where you can follow it and it gives you step-by-step instructions for every single room, every tiny minute detail is covered. Let me tell you, I go into deep conversations with people about what's in their closet, like (laughs) what's on your book shelf, like every small little thing you can think of, I go into it. So I always warn people before they get a consultation from me, it is a lot of information (laughs) and it will be for sure overwhelming when you first open it because a lot of people are not expecting a 15-page document. Some people are expecting five pages or even seven pages, but mostly not 15. So I just tell everybody the same thing. Take it room by room, step by step, and only do what you have time and money to do because I give you every piece of information you need. And yes, to get the best results possible, it's always recommended to follow the consultation from top to bottom, but I'm realistic. I know that not everyone has the time and the money before they want to go live to do all the things that I'm asking them to do. I'm very realistic about that. So I just tell the client and the agent to go through it together and see what makes sense. Like, what do you have time to do? What do you have money to do? So yeah, it's, it's very in depth. (laughs) It's very, it gives you everything you need in a nutshell. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And we have, I've had the opportunity of seeing some of your reports and they are mm-hmm. so detailed and it's mm-hmm. so interesting to hear you say that you, and correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, but you, you, you had this vision of getting certified in staging, but then the pandemic hit. So yeah. then you had to really pivot that. So how did, how did your original vision of going into staging, um, like did, did the pandemic start after you made that decision or was it, were you in the process of getting certified and then thought like, Oh shoot. (laughs) I got certified the end of the summer before COVID hit. So COVID hit outside of Toronto around March. So right before that, um, at the end of summer around September is when I graduated and yeah, I got certified. And then (laughs) I was like getting ready to get out there and start my business. And I was so excited because I am a people person and I love meeting with people. I love talking with new people, making new connections. That is my bread and butter. I just love people. And yeah, it was really sad (laughs) because I was like, I can't just go into these people's homes. This is dangerous. So 
I was, I was a little bit disappointed, but I do still love my job in the sense that I see the results people are getting and it makes it all worth it to me. And I have since moving to Nova Scotia, I've done a few consultations in person, which was really nice just to like get out there and see people and meet people in person. So I did really enjoy that. I'm not against doing in-person consultations if they're in my area, but I'm doing consultations in Ontario. I'm doing them now in New Brunswick. Like I'm doing them all over Nova Scotia, not just where I live. So I've just found that doing it remotely just works better for me and my schedule, especially having a one and three-year-old. Like the fact that I have time to even run a business is a miracle in itself. So (laughs) trying to leave the house to like drive an hour out to do a consultation, like, no, I'm sorry. I, my prices are good, but I do not get paid enough for all of the time I would have to take to travel to do these. Like, it's just so much easier for me if I do them at home. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And that's a really interesting business model too in itself because you're able Mm -hmm. to scale that way. You're not limited to just the people in your immediate sphere, your immediate neighborhood or or wherever you are. You're able to scale across the country. You could essentially scale across the world if you wanted to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Oh my goodness. I had one lady in the US. She was hell bent on me helping her. And I was like, okay, like, we'll, we'll work this out, whatever. They don't have PayPal. From my understanding, she was like, we don't have PayPal. And I was like, how are you going to pay me? Like, this is just like a whole thing. And it just got like really stressful. And then she didn't want to do internet or e-transfer because they didn't have that version either. Like what we have. So like, there was no way for her to pay me. It just got really stressful. We ended up working it out, but it was just... I was like, okay, nope, I'm staying within Canada. <laughs> like, I don't want to mess with this. Like I said, I am not, anyone who doesn't know me, I am not tech savvy. Like my husband did internet security for the military. So I always laugh about it. I'm like, I can barely use my computer. So I'm like, no, I don't want to stress about trying to get paid here. I'm good with just staying within Canada. That's fine. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but really cool how you were able to take that. And instead of getting discouraged um, because the pandemic hit so shortly after, you were able to pivot and and create this whole new business structure, this whole new business model that probably didn't really exist previously, at least where you were from, right? You were able to Every stager, because I have quite a few friend groups with different stagers, like all over Canada. And every single one I've talked to has said, I am absolutely insane. <laughs> because the way <laughs> that I do things is it's 10 times harder when you're not physically in the space. Yeah. It's so much harder to write a consultation. So it's like hours of me scanning through these photos and like making sure I don't miss anything. Like it really is a lot of work. So yeah, people think I'm nuts, but it works for me. So it is what it is. (laughs) That's awesome. Good for you. That's really cool. Um, Okay. So you mentioned that you started the business. So you you Mm -hmm. officially opened the doors while you were still pregnant with your second child, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, But that's what it's all about. I mean, I I absolutely love that. I love that you chose to make that decision, that huge life altering decision while you were already in such a life altering state to begin with. Um, So what prompted you to go down the route of entrepreneurship and, and start this business while you were literally growing a human inside of you versus going the traditional employer route. So when my husband got out of the military, um, we were in Kingston, Ontario, and then we moved up to the GTA because that's where he's from is where all his family's from. And then his brother who uh, he owns Lions Valley Carpentry. He does a lot of work for a bunch of different TV shows. Like he's all up in that TV scene. It's his jam. He loves it. So anyway, we started working with him. So then I started working on the 
TV shows alongside them. But like I was literally doing all of the heavy work. Like I was laying floor, I was mudding, which is amazing because I got to learn how to do all the things that I love. Like I am obsessed with home renos and just like making things special and unique and yours. And now that I physically know how to do the work, it was just it was just amazing. And I don't want to do it my own horn, but I'm probably one of the best painters I've ever seen. I'm so freaking good. That's amazing. It's not <laughs> I easy. Still, I still can't cut in a room with my left hand, but I'm working on it. Okay. So anyway, yes, I gained a lot of really, really good information working with these TV shows and stuff like that. And then I seen what the designers were doing and I was like, I can do that. Like, this is... This isn't difficult. Like this stuff is second nature to me. So I always find it weird that like people have issues like trying to, you know, pick out paint colors and like pick out cabinets and stuff like that. I'm like, how don't you know? Like you should just know. Like it's so easy. Like for me, it's second nature. So I realized very quickly, this is what I need to be doing. But I come from, um, how do I say this? It's a very... Uh, my childhood was very interesting to say the least. But anyway, it started out pretty positive and then got really. <laughs> my parents got a divorce when I was around like 14, 15. And then he off like completely like he was just gonzo. So my mom was stuck with the house, five kids, like not really sure how she was going to pay her bills and like all this stuff. So like, I don't want to be like, oh, I was so poor growing up because I really wasn't. It wasn't until I hit that age when my parents split that things went to complete. Um, but I did grow up in a poorer area, like rural Nova Scotia. So when it came to staging, I was like, okay, the people I want to work with is middle class, lower class people. They're my bread and butter, love them to bits. But how is that going to work? They're not going to pay me what I need to get paid to have a like functional business to pick out furniture. Like it's just, it's not going to work. So that's when I transitioned into staging because I'm like, okay, it still has my design element that I love. There's a whole different set of rules you have to follow, but at least with this, I'm feeling fulfilled because if I can get somebody anywhere from 50,000 to a hundred thousand plus extra on the per or like on the sale of their house, that is way better. And I'm going to sleep way better at night knowing that I help somebody change their life. Like this is like for most people, their house is their biggest investment. So if I can help somebody out, that's amazing. Just for doing things that I love to do. Like not even really going out of my way. I love my job. I love what I do. So that's what kind of made me transition into this whole DIY staging idea because I didn't want them to pay me thousands of dollars to come in and stage their property. I was like, I need to give them the tools that they're able to do this themselves. Because like I said, it's not freaking rocket science. You just need to know the rules and you need to just literally know how to read. Like it's not complicated. It really isn't. Um, I make it very easy for people. I lay it right out there. So that's why I transitioned into staging. And to be honest, I've been talking now for so long. I forget what your question was. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I think that it's really cool that you chose the avatar of who you wanted to actually work with and you decided what mm -hmm. your ideal client looks like. Um, and in doing so, you were able to not only change who you were targeting, you, you were able to change the whole dynamic of your entire business and, and build yep. a business based on that ideal client. I think that's so, so cool. 
That's awesome. Um, okay, so in hearing all of that, what would you say there that would be a, um, something challenging as an entrepreneur, as a newer entrepreneur too, being in the business now going on three years, correct? Um, what's something that you've had to overcome in entrepreneurship? Oh boy, self-doubt 110% because I grew up in rural Nova Scotia and you don't really see anybody succeeding in life. Like you just see everyone living paycheck to paycheck, just kind of struggling to get by. I knew that was not the life I wanted for myself and my kids. So I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. So (laughs) yeah, self-doubt was big. I think that's for anybody though, that comes from like a, a poor area. Like I think you, you're, you kind of adjust to what you're used to and like your surroundings, you kind of mimic what you see. So when you don't have anybody in your life that is like driven and going after what they want, you really have to pull yourself out of it and just say like, okay, that's them. That is them. That is not me. I can do what I want. Like you just have to really push yourself and learn how to overcome that. But let me tell you, that was a, that was a bumpy road. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Imposter syndrome is so real. And it's overcoming so that. real. It's yeah. so real. So do you have any advice or any like tangible action items that you had, had helped you get through that self-doubt? So, um, especially from a young age, I had to deal with a lot of, uh, hmm. I had issues with uh, being rejected. Like that was never good for me. Like it was such a hard pill for me to swallow because I never met my real dad. I found out when I was six that my dad that I thought was my dad was not my dad. And then he was also the one to leave me at like 15 and I don't talk to him. So dealing with all of that, (laughs) you, uh, you just realize that like people suck and you just have to push through. So like, if I would to, if I was to message a real estate agent over social media and I noticed that they read like they have read my message and then they just leave me unread. That was like one of the biggest things when I started my business that really annoyed me because I was like, that's rude. Like, why would you do that to someone? <laughs> like, I didn't understand it, especially because I'm coming from a place where I'm like, I can elevate your business. Like, this is me helping you. And I'm telling you this and you're leaving me on red. Like, what? Like, that is so rude. I don't understand. Anyway, so I realized like, yeah, you know what? People suck. Move on. Who cares? Who freaking cares that someone left you on red? That's not going to stop you from doing what you want to do. Just keep pushing. So that's the biggest thing is just like get over yourself. Like realize that none of this actually matters. Just do you and push through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's totally true. And so if anybody's listening and decides to message, Chelsea, <laughs> or I guess if, she, if you get a message from her, don't leave her on red. Don't leave me on red. That <laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> that's hilarious. So you've mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, you mentioned your husband. So I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and you worked closely with him in, in Nova Scotia, or sorry, in Ontario. And I know that you continue yeah. to do so in Nova Scotia. So he must be a really good supportive partner oh, in all of this goodness. as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that makes a huge difference to have that yeah. support system for sure, especially if you're coming from a place or a background where that might not have always been reciprocated. Um, it's yeah. great to be able to lay those foundations, even if it's in your adult life. That's awesome. So how do you do it all with managing this business? And the, I know how busy you are and the kids and everything. How do you? I take care of myself. Um, I realized after having my second baby, she is 
like almost 15 months now. I realized after having her, cause I had a rough go in between kids. Um, I had postpartum depression with my first. So in between kids, I was just like trying to level up my hormones and just like trying to get back to feeling like myself. Um, and it wasn't literally until about three months ago. <laughs> like all of it is just me just holding on for dear life and pushing through. But I realized with I'm more than just a mom. I'm more than just a wife. Like I'm more than just a business owner. I need at the very core of everything. It's me. If I'm not taking care of myself, I can't do anything else. And if I'm doing it, I'm not doing it at my best of my ability. So I really, really got heavily into the gym. I started taking care of my health more. My mental health was a big one that I had to get in check. Obviously my past has been a little crazy. (laughs) It's been a little crazy. So yeah, it was just a lot of learning and taking care of myself and realizing what I needed. And by doing so, it literally just kind of makes everything else sort of fall into place, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You fill your cup up first, so then you can take care of the others who depend on you. Absolutely. I, I had to come over a lot of like guilt like the mom guilt, oh my goodness, is so real. When I first started like going to the gym a lot, like when I say a lot, I mean like three, four times a week. And I had to re- like rely on my husband to be there for the kids. I felt so bad, which is silly. Like we're equal parents. It's not one or the other. We're equal. But I still, it was like that mom guilt just like eating at you. It took me months to get over that. <laughs> Like months ago over that. Then I realized I was like, no, 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 no. I'm a person too. I matter too. So I got to do this for me. Yeah. So you mentioned that you started this self-care journey about three months ago. Was there a tipping point for you or was there something that really was push come to shove? Something's got to change a catalyst that made you really prioritize you and yourself. It was more my mental health. It was struggling really bad. And I was like, okay, I can't I can't keep pushing through like this. Like I need to do something about it. So set up some doctor's appointments and got my head in check. Like, thank goodness. But that was definitely the biggest one for me is that I had to get my mind in check for everything else to work out. Like I was trying my damnedest (laughs) to get this freaking baby weight off because this is my last kid. So I was like, okay, this is it. Now it's time to get myself back in check and whatever. So I was going to the gym three, four times a week for six months, starting back in like April and I didn't lose a single pound. And I was like, what is going on? This isn't making any sense. Well, come to find out my uh, cholesterol, not cholesterol. Oh my goodness. My um, cortisol levels were too high and screwing up everything inside. Like that's how bad it was. Like people talk about, oh, I have anxiety. I'm like, trust me when you, when I say like, I have it so bad. It's ridiculous. Like it's, yeah, it's something else. So anyway, went to the doctors, we got all that figured out. My cortisol levels are a lot lower and now my body is finally working the way it's supposed to. So I'm finally losing weight, like literally within the first month, 10 pounds, just like that. Like it was gone. So like all of the work that I've been putting in is finally paying off. And it's like all those small steps you have to take to like really be the best you you can be. And then everyone else benefits from that because you can't be the best you be the best mom, be the best wife. And then you feel like at the end of the day, like it just it doesn't it doesn't work out. You're not living your happy life like you need to be better. So, yeah, it was literally me just getting my mental health in check and then everything else kind of fell into place. So. That's I'm really awesome. happy I finally took that step because literally since my husband met me seven years ago, he was like, 
you need a doctor. (laughs) Your head's not right. You need to go get that figured out. So he definitely wasn't wrong. But yeah, no, everything now is just like falling into place perfectly. So I have no complaints. So yes, that that would be my advice though. Take care of yourself first because you're not your best you if you're not. So you first, which I know is hard to do, especially as a mom, but you first. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think that we so often, we forget that our minds are so connected to our physical beings as well. Like our mental health is so, so, so important. And I love that you touch on that because I think that, I think that we are entering a time where it is a little bit more spoken about, but seven years ago, like you just mentioned, when you first met your husband, it might not have been as common to acknowledge that. Yeah. You need a problem. And uh, it's, I love the direction that we're headed with mental health and understanding mental health versus mental illness and all of that. And, and to just really, I, I love, I think we're headed in a really great direction. And I love that you are experiencing that and have experienced that firsthand and have a contrast to compare it to what you felt seven years ago versus today. And, uh, and that your, your physical being is now benefiting from you taking care so of your much, mental. So much. That's awesome. <laughs> and listen, listen to the people around you too, especially the ones that love you listen to them if they say that something is not right or something's off or whatever listen to them Mm -hmm. don't just say oh it's just me this is just me this is just who I am don't accept that if you're not happy with the way that you deal with things then figure it out go get it checked out yeah I love that I love that Um, Okay, so let's pivot here a little bit. What do you think? So I have a little bit of a background on what your business looks like right now. What does your ideal business look like? So right now, because I'm working from home and I have a one and (laughs) three-year-old, I only work part-time. Like I will not book any more than three consultations a week because they take me anywhere between seven and eight hours to write one because I have to source all these photos. Like that's another thing is that in my consultations, you get a vision board to show you when I give directions of what you need to do. It shows you what it should look like when it's done or like an idea of what it should look like when you're done. So that takes me a really freaking long time. (laughs) So yes. So for now I'm only booking about two to three consultations a week. And like, that's my max. I will not overload myself any more than that because once again you matter your mental health physical health it all matters so that's what I'm doing um yes so when my kids go to school full-time so I got a couple years that's when I'm looking to book about like four to five consultations a week and I will grow but for now I'm very picky I guess I should say (laughs) (laughs) about like who I'm working with and stuff because I'm able to be at this point because I'm not, I don't want to take on too much. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I got some time, I got like four years, but in four years, sure. I'll work full time. But for now I'm just trying to stick to two to three consultations a week to not overload myself. Yeah. I love that you're respecting those boundaries, especially being a business owner. I think that it's really easy to want to do it all and to feel the pressure to do it all. And I know that I've personally had to overcome that myself. Like we were exiting a culture of uh, glamorized hustle, right? Um, I think we're, I think we're on the other end of that or we're getting there, but it is, that's what, I mean, when you started your business, when you graduated university, that's probably what was really at the forefront of what you were consuming is the hustle culture and that was that was so so glamorized it was so toxic so toxic I hated it I I did another interview when someone was like do you have any like 
good, you know, sayings or anything that like keep you going, blah, 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 like hustle this. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I hate that so much. Like life is all about balance. I'm so tired of people thinking that like work until you die. Like this, get out of the rat race and enjoy your life. What are you doing? You got one life. Like live it and be happy. Like, of course, work hard enough to accomplish your dreams and stuff. I'm not saying be lazy, but like there is balance in everything in life. And that is a big one. Work-life balance is so important. Absolutely. It has to be. And there has to be those boundaries set in place. So I love that you've designed this business and you really honor that, that you don't want to take more than a certain amount of clients per week. And I think that's really admirable. So good job. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I also made the commitment to having children and like, I didn't want to just have them and then just be like, okay, well, see you like go to daycare. Like, no, when my husband and I decided we were going to have kids, I was like, it's very important for me to be a stay at home mom because my mom was a stay at home mom. And just the learning and everything that happens within the first five years is so important. Like, I just want to be there for them. I want to know like emotionally, even that I'm there for them. Like if they're having a bad day, but I have to go to work, I'm going to feel like shit. And if I have to go drop them off and then they're crying all day, like I just, I knew that I just could not do that. So I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom and I'm going to start working. This will be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. What do you think the biggest challenge being, because obviously you're working and your kids are there too. So what do you find most challenging about, about that? Mom guilt again. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I have like a little gated area where my kids will go in and play and it's all nice and safe in there. All the toys are there. Uh, Miss Rachel's on the TV. (laughs) So like they're fine. They're healthy and happy. But yet if I'm away from them sitting at the dinner table, I can still see them clear as day. But I feel guilty because I'm sitting there working instead of sitting there and playing with them. So like that kind of makes me feel a little not great. And that's definitely the biggest challenge. But then on the other hand, I look at it and I'm like, at least my kids see me like Mm -hmm. really doing all that I can. Like I, I know we all have, like, we don't think we're great moms all the time, whatever. But as far as it goes, I've seen some pretty moms. I'm a pretty great mom. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I have to think about at the end of the day. I'm like, they're watching me work though. Like they're watching me follow my dreams, build a business from ground zero. Like at least I'm being like there for them in other ways as well. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's the mom guilt. What are you going to do? It's going to be there. Isn't that so interesting that the most challenging thing that you're experiencing, and I think most working moms experience is literally a made up thing. Like mom I know, guilt, it's like not it's, even real. Right. Exactly. It's just, okay. it's, it's so ironic that that's, again, that's the world that we're living in. But I think that so many moms would be able to resonate. I think all moms would be able to resonate, yeah. especially if they're working with that mom guilt. Um, I also heard one time that if you ever have to question whether you're doing a good job as a mother, you're doing a damn good job. See, because- I love that because <laughs> you give a Like you actually care if you're doing a good job. Exactly. If you're ever worried about that, I remember with my first, I was so scared that I was going to mess up or do something wrong. And plus I was working too, um, during both of my, both of my baby's lives. Um, but I was so scared that I was just going to, to mess them up or do something wrong. And then somebody had said that to me, like, if you have to even worry about that, then you're doing way better than unfortunately most in terms of whether or not you're a good mom. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I kind of always left the hospital with my, my first kid I was like 
you're just letting me leave here with this like breathing little thing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't feel qualified. I don't know what's happening. I'm like, how are you, how am I allowed to just leave right now? I know. Like you should have to take a course or something. (laughs) Pass an exam. So wild. (laughs) Oh goodness. Um, Okay. So being a mother aside, all of, being, all of that aside, what qualities do you think that you may have possessed from either your childhood or your past experiences? What qualities do you think that you have today that help with your business? And again, being managing your business with two babies at home. Uh, giving a, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people in business. Um, at the end of the day to them, it's all about the dollar. I've literally done consultations for people where I've had to, um, like lower my rate because I know, like I knew them personally and I knew Mm -hmm. that they really couldn't afford it. And I know people always say like, if you want the best, you got to pay the price. And I get that to an extent, but yeah, I just, I care a lot. Like I care a lot. I check in on every single consultation I've ever done. And I'm like, when did it sell? How much did it sell for? Like, are they onto their new place? Like I, I care a lot. So I definitely think that helps because I have worked with a lot of people who have had stagers that come in and there's like an arrogance about them where it's like, I know what I'm doing. This is all garbage. This all needs to be taken down. This needs the, I cannot stand that. It's so freaking rude. You're going into someone's house. Like, it's like, it's not just a business transaction. You're going into someone's house. Could you imagine someone coming into your house and telling you that everything hanging on your walls is ugly and it has to go? Like, who would do that? I just, I just don't get it. Anyway, I tiptoe around some of the things with my clients and I try to say it as nice as freaking possible. I mean, you can only do what you can do, but I definitely try really, really hard because their whole process of selling your house, it's exhausting. It's so emotional. There's just like, there's a lot of emotions when it comes to selling your property. So I am very caring and I tried to do it in the nicest way possible. So I definitely say that that would be a large bonus of working with me. I'm not going to make your clients feel horrible and I'm not going <laughs> to tell them that their stuff is ugly. I'm just going to explain it in a way that's a bit better, kind of sugarcoated a little bit. I like to honestly just explain that your personal items are beautiful because they're personal to you. Like when you go to your grandmother's house, you love being in your grandmother's house because it's her. You love the smells. You love all of her little porcelain decorations, whatever. Like you love it because it's your grandma's house. Like it's comforting. Well, it's the same with anyone's style. It's all personalized and that's great. And I love that about everyone's unique style. But when it comes to selling your property, that's not the name of the game, unfortunately. So I like to explain this kind of stuff to my clients because I don't want them to think that I, oh, I'm this designer and stager and I know best. Like that is horrible. Like we're all just people, just be nice. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. So you would say that you're, the fact that you care, your compassion, that's what sets you apart. And, and that's, what's made you successful as an entrepreneur. I would agree with that because we've worked together and I've seen, (laughs) I have seen the quality of work that you produce and the way that you deliver it too. And I would totally attest to that. It's, uh, and and I know you personally as well. So I I know that you really do care for your clients and work that you produce. So that's awesome. 
So your, your, your babies are at home, obviously you're waiting on real expansion until they go to school, which I completely mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. So that would be four years from now. Yeah. So what would you say? Where do you picture yourself saying five years? Um, in five years, we will have our house all built, ready to go. So we'll be in a new home in within five years. We're planning on building from scratch our dream little home and we will never leave it <laughs> unless something horrible happens where we have to leave. But we're looking to build like our forever home. Um, and I just want my own little adorable cozy little office and once the kids are off to school I just want to sit in there for like eight hours a day Monday to Friday and just write I just want to do my consultations um I may take on some more in-person consultations but once again if I do that then I have to also add in the travel time which Mm -hmm. is really annoying it keeps me away from my desk so I'd rather be at home and just writing and doing what I do best um so yeah I want to be having at least five consultations a week. Don't want to keep busy, busy, busy. My adorable little office off to the side. Like, oh yeah. Great things are coming. Very exciting things are coming and I can't wait. Yeah. It's really cool that your five-year plan also mirrors a lot of what you're currently doing. Um, Mm -hmm. The fact that you want to continue on with the same structure, but just like maybe a little bit more and in a different office space and a little bit more cozy or however you want to describe it. But it's neat that you're already living that, uh, that level of fulfillment that you want to continue on doing this. It literally hit me the other day. I was like driving home from the gym and I was like, holy (laughs) did I ever stop to think that like, I did this. Like I yeah. did this. I, I I made it happen. Like, holy macaroni. Like it's still, still to this day, doesn't even feel real to me that I'm like living this life. It feels like a dream because I'm doing what I love. I have my two adorable little babies. Like everything is kind of just adding up. And it's all because I just decided that like I was going to get my button gear and overcome like my insecurities and just do it. Like I just, I did it. And now it kind of feels like a dream. It's like, I, did it with my eyes closed. I don't even know. I just did it. And now I'm like, holy, look at this. <laughs> it still amazing. doesn't feel real yet. It's still weird for me to even think about. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it's so crazy how sometimes, yeah, you just have to say yes. And then that yes leads to another yes. And that yes. And it's a snowball effect. But it's then you wild. do, you take a step back and you can see, you can see firsthand this beautiful thing, this beautiful life that you've created. And it's all because you took a a chance on yourself. You took a shot on yourself and you decided to say yes. And I think that's so, so awesome. Mm -hmm. So my last question for you, and I love asking this. I actually ask it to everybody who I'm interviewing for a job too. And I've got some, some, (laughs) some of the girls think it's funny. And and if you've gone through an interviewing round to like, to be on my team from an employment standpoint, um, they've all been asked this question, but I would love to know what your definition of success looks like? Hmm. So for me personally, it would be to have my house built, to have my little office, to make sure like ramp up my business. So I do have five consultations a week because a lot of people don't realize how hard that actually is to get because not like every agent doesn't just have a new listing every week. Like you have to be connected with thousands of agents to like keep that busy. So that's, yeah, that would be my idea of success is to have my home, have a happy, healthy life with my kids, 
my husband and have my little office space. I, I know it sounds weird that I keep talking about a freaking room, but like I already have it all designed in my head. So I just like want to get busy. I just want to build it. I just want to do it. So yeah, that's definitely it. That's my, that's my idea for me for success is health, happiness, and a healthy business. And a cute office space. And a very cute <laughs> office space. <laughs> I love that. And I love hearing that that's your definition, because like I said, you're already living and embodying that now. And I think that's just so beautiful that it's not, I I mean, oftentimes when I ask that question, it's uh, the answers are, we get so many answers or I get so many answers when I ask that question. Um, But it's really, really cool to hear that you are already living your definition of success. And it's not something that's unattainable to you. It's not something that has to be however many years down the road, you are living success. And I think that's so beautiful. thank you no thank you Chelsea this has been so amazing I know that I took so much from this and I know our listeners will too I'm so glad that you could be here today and we could chat yes thank you so much for having me this was actually a lot of fun and it was like got really real (laughs) I know I love that it's yeah I I absolutely love the direction that it headed for sure Um, and one thing that I do want to 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 touch on before we leave is at the beginning of the episode we did mention that Chelsea and I have recently partnered professionally as well so it hasn't been officially announced yet but now that we're in 2023 it's going to you're going to start seeing more if you follow us on whether it's Chelsea's Instagram and social media or my real estate team. Um, but Chelsea's company and her balance staging and my real estate team, Ellis Realty are, we're partners. So basically how that's going to work is if you are a selling client and you're interested in the service, it's going to be all inclusive of your listing package with us. Chelsea is going to help you prep your house, uh, virtually of course, to, to list. She's going to help with the staging process. So it's such an incredible opportunity. And we are so excited to share that with our clients. We're so excited to have Chelsea on the team and uh, and I can't wait to continue working with you this year. Yeah, I am absolutely stoked. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So, um, oh, and I will actually say she has already done a few consults for some of the girls on the team and the results have been tremendous. We've seen a lot of success. It's really, really cool. So when I say I've firsthand seen her work, I really have. And uh, it's phenomenal the difference it makes. So um, just a little plug for the real estate <laughs> side of this all too. But uh, Chelsea, I'm so grateful for your time. That was really so awesome. And, and I can't wait to continue working with you and seeing where your business goes. Um, where can everybody find you online so you can either go to uh oh my goodness interbalancedaging.ca or you can find me on instagram at interbalancedaging or facebook but it's all under the same name interbalancedaging that's amazing definitely check her out she shares a lot of really great business stuff but also a lot of real mom behind the scenes stuff too do i ever (laughs) it's awesome definitely the best of both but thank you so much chelsea i really appreciate your time today Thanks for having me.